I am here with Jacqueline Chacon. Uh, yes. Jackie is good too. Jackie works. That's fine. All right. Yeah. And um, Jackie is um, in a, a three-person group, The Ordinary Things. Jackie Chacon, uh, guitarist uh, Andrew Chacon, you're, you're percussion, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I play drums and, and sing. And uh, your bassist is uh, Justin McLaughlin. Yes, that's correct. All right. Um, Bass, among many other things, he does a lot very in good. the band. Any relation uh, between you and Andrew? Yeah, we're actually married. Well, so, well, that's that's good. that's a connection. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so it's a family affair in some respects. It is. Uh, poor and poor Justin. No. You're referred to um, by the KUNM folks at Ear to the Ground as Albuquerque Rockers, who came together um, with a catalog of originals. And the songwriting team is you and Andrew, Chacon and Chacon. Yeah, so it, it sort of started that way, but Justin is very, very much involved in the songwriting as well. Um, and we're doing a lot more collaboration as also nowadays. But the first album was mostly my songwriting and Andrew. Um, and then the second album is sort of a nice mixture of everybody. Justin's got a few songs on there. Um, Andrew's got a few. And then our third album we're releasing in November. And, and that's much more collaborative. So just a lot of maybe someone comes up with a, a riff or a part and somebody else will layer lyrics over it um, and just sort of evolves from there. Uh, how would you describe the, the genres uh, of music that the ordinary things dwells into? That's always been a little bit of a tough question, I think. Um, I definitely think we, we're sort of an alt-rock um, band, but we've been, we've been compared to or we've been likened to bands like The Breeders and all the way to like Black Sabbath or um, singer-songwriter type stuff. Um, we've gotten a lot of references to like 90s rock. So it kind of, it's kind of dependent on who's writing, but I feel like it all sort of fits under that alt-rock umbrella. When did you all first uh, begin jamming together? Was it, was it you and Andrew first? or? Uh... Yeah, it was. Um, and that was back in, I think, 2018. And then that evolved and we had a, another bass player, Tanya, um, who was with us for about six months, I believe, and then um, was busy with a lot of other projects and had to step away Um and then Justin came along and has been with us ever since. And it's really felt like it's just felt like the, the band. It's sort of the magic lineup, I think. Um, and so he came on board in 2019. And so it's been a couple of years with Justin. So you've got a couple of albums out now. You've got your third one coming out uh, before too long, right? Yeah, so November 13th is when the third one will be released. 
and I noticed that yes, you you do fit the singer songwriter mold, uh, but as a group, uh, and you know, very acoustic. I mean, uh, you probably have some experience with electric instruments, but but do you like the acoustic sound? We do. Yeah, I think we we definitely can dive into the acoustic sound. We actually mostly play electric. Um, we're used to playing like those, those types of venues. Um, but we have certainly played plenty of acoustic shows and we really enjoy that because it's sort of a different, it's a different feel and it's, it's also a challenge because we have to sort of rearrange things sometimes and, and adapt to that. But I think our music is suited well for that as well. And now, uh, the ordinary things will be performing at Ancient Way Music Festival on Saturday, August 7th from 4 until 8 p.m. at the Old School Gallery, which is located about a mile east of the El Moro National Monument. That's about uh, an hour's drive uh, southeast of Gallup. Have you ever uh, performed in this area before? Uh, we have not. No. Um, I'm sure Justin has probably done something. Justin is a seasoned musician, um, and he's he plays with a lot of really wonderful groups. And so I can't speak for him, but um, Andrew and I have not played in that area. Now, before. the other three performers or groups... Uh, at uh, the August 7th uh, concert uh, will be uh, Micah Thunder, Rippy and the Silliettes, which is a Gallup-grown group, and uh, Stuck in California. Uh, have you had any, uh, any familiarity with any of those other groups? Um, somewhat. We, uh, we know Micah Thunder. He's, he plays quite a bit down here in Albuquerque. Um, and then the other two I'm not familiar with, but I'm really excited to hear them. Yes, indeed. I think the the El Moro community is is pretty tight-knit and uh, pretty open-minded, uh, progressive. Uh, and I think they're, they're interested in hearing new sounds. Yeah, I think I was excited to see such a, um, I think it, I'm assuming it's a pretty mixed bill, which I think makes everything in, um, it's just fun. It's fun to have a lot of different types of music and different genres. Will be will this be among your first performances as uh, as the state of New Mexico begins opening up? Yes, definitely. Um, so we did a few live stream shows from the launch pad. Um, we did actually one for the Los Alamos Summer Concert Series, which um, at the time when we filmed all of that, you know, we were still very much in the midst of COVID. So um, so those were both just virtual shows. And, um, and then, yeah, we've actually only played one, one live show um, since everything started to open up. So we're really excited to get back out there. We were gigging quite a bit and had a, a tour planned prior to COVID, which of course was canceled. So, but here you are. Yeah, we made it, we made it out the other, the other side, which is good. Uh, Jackie, how did you get interested in music? How old were you? Uh, I was pretty young. Um, 
I grew up in a pretty musical family. My mom always sang and played piano, and my grandparents were very involved in music. Um, so I was taking piano lessons when I was five, and and then when I was eleven, I I put my foot down and said I wanted to play drums. So <laughs> my parents were had mixed feelings about that. I think mostly because of the sound in the house, but they've always been really supportive of that. So I started taking drum lessons when I was 11 and played in orchestra and band in school. And I was actually studying music in for my undergrad um, and then changed to something else. But yeah, it's been a while since I've been playing, which is wonderful. Did, uh, did you ever experiment with the electronic drum sets with headphones so that your parents would be happy? Well, no, not really. Uh, they were actually, I think, pleasantly surprised. It wasn't too, too bad. Um, and I think they also realized that drums weren't so bad when my younger sister took up violin, <laughs> which was a lot harder to, to listen to in the early stages. So... And yeah, where, they were always. And, and really, where was your drum set when you were growing up? It was up in my bedroom. We had a two-story house at the time, and I had everything pretty muffled. Um, but I remember this is kind of one of my favorite stories. So they were wanting me to prove that I was really into this. Um, so I remember I, I went all over the neighborhood and I just did chores. I mowed lawns and I pulled weeds and I did whatever I needed to do. And it took me probably six months to to raise enough money to buy that drum set. But I did it. So were you pretty possessive of your drum set or other instruments like, uh, say, Will Ferrell and Step Brothers? <laughs> Maybe not that possessive, but. I definitely wasn't, I wasn't very excited about my sister playing it. She's quite a bit younger, so I was always afraid she was going to hurt it in some way. Well, she was young. (laughs) She was, yes, and she never did hurt it, so. What are some aspirations that you, Andrew, and maybe even Justin might have individually or for the group? Yeah, we've talked about this quite a bit. Um, We would really, really love to see this go somewhere. Um, So I think meaning, you know, having it be something that can sustain us. Um, We'd love to get to the point where we can do some good touring and, you know, maybe not have to worry so much about having day jobs. That would be really wonderful. And I think all three of us are, are feeling really excited about the prospect of that and, and definitely working towards that. And what sorts of day jobs have you all been involved with over the last few years? Yeah. So Justin is, is a musician. So he is a really wonderful teacher. He teaches guitar and bass and ukulele and piano. Um, and he's also just, he's kind of a jack of all trades. Um, he plays bass locally in a lot of groups and he'll pick up gigs here and there. Um, so he's, he's a musician, um, which is really wonderful. And Andrew works for the, for Bernalillo County. He's an IT guy. Um, and I'm a speech pathologist. 
So I work for Presbyterian. Well, it sounds to me like those skill sets come together pretty well in a group like this. I mean, Andrew can help with distribution, uh, you know, all those digital files and such. Uh, you certainly have some chops when it comes to uh, vocalizing. I've certainly heard your singing, and that's yeah. very nice. Thank you. Uh, now, let me touch just a little bit on how you came up with the name of the group. Can you talk mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, so that was, I, I'm, it's a little fuzzy these days, but I think it was actually Andrew that ultimately came up with that name. Um, so we were just, we were just kind of kicking around ideas and he was just, re he had been reading something. I don't even know what he was reading. Um, but he was, he was just reading about all these like concepts and things like that and I think that came to mind because I think in this, in the crazy worlds that we live in, um, I think it's important to still be able to find some, I don't, I don't know, balance or just time to enjoy the ordinary things in life. And that's kind of how that was born. Um, he was, he was just talking about, oh, yeah, well, it, it's nice to just sit and be able to listen to music and not be on your phone or have 20 distractions or even, even while you're doing mundane things like dishes. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how that came about. To paraphrase Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music, uh, some of my favorite things are sometimes the ordinary things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think that captures it perfectly. Very good. Well, is there anything else that you might want to mention, things that are coming up, uh, any gigs yeah. that you have lined up down the road? Yeah, so we've got, we've got a couple. Um, the, we've got a few before this might air, but um, we've got one coming up at the launch pad on, I believe, the 17th of, um, yeah, the 17th of this month. And then we're excited to release a four-song EP on the 30th of July. So that'll be, that'll be wonderful. Um, then we've got a few shows lined up in August, including the El Moro, um, the El Moro show, which we're really very excited to be part of. Um, and then we've got our album release in November, November 13th, and that'll be at the launch pad as well here in Albuquerque. Um, and we're also back in the studio working on our fourth album. We've been using this COVID time to, to do quite a bit of writing. And so we're, we're getting going on that fourth album. So the last year and a half or so of the pandemic has given you some downtime to do more writing. Uh, what have been some of the challenges for you artistically or just day to day over the last year plus? Yeah, I think actually artistically was really interesting because there was this, it was this mixture of being really sad that live music was not a thing and also being worried about venues struggling and, you know, some of our favorite pl 
places to play, perhaps not being there when this was all starting to lift. But um, I think artistically, we also were able to really hone in on things and, and hash things out and spend a lot more time writing, which was really wonderful. Um, and I think Justin, Justin said it best. He, he's just like, well, I mean, what else are we going to be doing? <laughs> we have to, we have to keep going musically. Um, and that's important to all three of us. And we're also lucky because Andrew and I lived together. That was one household. And of course we were really careful and we would have sort of impromptu FaceTime meetings or Zoom meetings and you know, share ideas and build on things. And so artistically, it was actually really a good time for us. Um, and I think, uh, so Andrew was working from home, which was a good thing. And Justin was doing lessons from home as well. And I was actually working in our big hospital here downtown in, in the midst of COVID. And that was, that was definitely a challenge. Um, well, you're, you've survived and you're very brave having come through that. Yeah, thank you. I was surrounded by a lot of wonderful people and um, I work for a great company, which is, which is also very helpful in a time like that. But yeah, so I think that was the biggest challenge for me personally. Well, may the next year continue to open up for you, for the state, for the country. Yes, I, I hope so. All right, I've been speaking with Jacqueline Chacon, uh, Jackie Chacon, a percussionist with the three-person ensemble, The Ordinary Things. Uh, they'll be among the performers at the Ancient Way Music Festival on Saturday, August 7th, from 4 until 8 p.m. in the village of El Moro at the Old School Gallery. It's located about one mile east of El Moro National Monument. That's about an hour's drive southeast of Gallup. Jackie, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. <laughs>